This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall o'clock falcons report oh my heaven the five o'clock falcons report is brought to you by jack daniels make it count jack daniels please drink responsibly and sponsored by md anderson cancer center on dukes and bell we are dukes and bell we start off every day and every hour by saying hey "Hey, man get some hey man l with us tomorrow at twin peaks buckhead we'll be out there doing the show live from two until seven of course you can get it any Publix around the state of georgia just ask for it if they don't have it they will get it and, of course, it's at your local package stores. The original OG, of course, 5% Blonde L and the Watermelon Lime. Get Heyman L today. Mike, as we talk about where the Falcons are, there are a couple of things that are going on. We'll get back into our Hawks guys' conversation tomorrow. Hmm. They get back to work. Hawks take on the Cavs. It's about wins, dubs. How do we put this thing together? Uh, if it's Joe Prunty, fine. If it's somebody else, if they're going to make a move and hire, you know, Ime Yudoka, or if it's Quinn Snyder, we're going to talk about and it. A lot, lot of, lot of smoke for Quinn Snyder. There is. Um, and, and again, if he comes in and coaches the next twenty games, I'm fine with that. I don't care how they do this. All I want is for them to get it right. So we will talk about it coming up in twenty minutes. And Trey Young today excused uh, absence as far as the media is concerned. He was not at practice, so. Um, that is something we've been discussing as well because we've yet to hear from our star. As far as the Falcons are concerned, what if I told you that we could get Jalen Carter? Now, Jalen Carter, understand right now, today, February, we're mm-hmm. going to go through March. We'll get to April. At the end of April, Jalen Carter probably is going to be the number one overall pick. But what if I told you we could potentially move up to four and get him? Are you telling me in the words of Nino Brown, we taking over the Carter? I, and, Mike, it would change. Wouldn't it change our defense? I mean, it would be, first off, we just never seen, for whatever reason, whether the way the, 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 the draft fell or however they evaluated, we just never seemed to get the star Georgia player in a Falcon uniform. That's no. part of it. And it had nothing to do with the fact that it's a Georgia player, just because they're that good and Georgia players are doing great things in the NFL and the Falcons, for some reason, had an aversion to picking one. I love it. It's everything we talk about, a force multiplier, Grady, the young defensive ends, and whatever else we do in free agency, this guy is a game changer. Now, the realistic possibility of this happening is real. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that deals don't get done. We've seen craziness happen with the draft. But, Mike, it would be the Falcons and Bears, okay, in, in, a, in a potential trade where the Bears would obviously receive picks. They would get our eighth overall pick. They'd get our 
2023 45th pick in the second round and a 2024 second round pick. So basically two second rounders and you're swapping picks. You go from eight to four. You're telling me you wouldn't get a game changer like Jalen Carter? You wouldn't be willing to Mm. risk that. Now, as we talk about the Falcons and what that might mean for us, the thing that everybody always goes back to is how Seattle built their team. You go back to 2010 and the run that they made, and everybody always uses this as an excuse. And the thing is, guys, that was a three-year period where they got really good. We are about to be in our third draft, okay, and we were in a completely different situation cap-wise than Seattle, but we're going into our third draft. And my point is I still think we're probably one draft away from where we need to be. But within a three-draft period, Mike, they drafted Earl Thomas, Russell Okung, Mm. Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, Bruce Irvin, Richard Sherman, Golden Tate. They traded for him uh, from Detroit. Cam Chancellor, K.J. Wright. All of these guys were the base for their runs to Super Bowls and having the best defense in the league. And my point is, everybody always talks about it, but it's hard to get that many guys right. And the thing that they got right ultimately was what? Russ in the third round in 2012. Well, we got a third-round quarterback too, right? Mm -hmm. And we're hoping that he's going to turn into that. But it's not just about Russ, Mike. It's not just about, you know, Desmond Ritter. It's these other pieces that you've got to make sure you get right. And I just want to tell you, it's hard. We all talk about, oh, we could just draft like Seattle. This ain't easy. Seattle put together the Legion of Boom. You mentioned Bruce Irvin, right? What a stud he was. And then, then when they had a little bit of money, you know what they did? They brought in guys like Cliff Averill. That's right. And that was like the work. I mean, they just had such a killer defensive line. The down lineman, which makes Bobby Wagner's job easier and everybody else. And the corners, they went for the big athletic corners that we tried to go for and just didn't really. We had Look, Desmond Trufant didn't play the last part of the season when we went to the Super Bowl. Isaiah Oliver, we wanted those rangy kind of guys, and he's still sticking around as a nickel. But they did some unbelievable things in that draft. You're right. But the idea, once the quarterback gets paid and the other guys wanted to get paid, you have a window. You said it. it's a finite amount of time in today's NFL unless you are the Belichick with Tom Brady Patriots. Otherwise, you got to reset it. You know, we just saw the Eagles reset it. And look how they did it. The two years back-to-back, so you go to 2010, they drafted a tackle, and they came right back the next year in 2011, Mike, with a 25th overall pick and drafted another tackle. Nice. They, they were convinced to build the trenches, and they did that, but they also went and got great secondary players. And, again, when you find a Richard Sherman, who was going to be a Hall of Famer, guys, right. in the fifth round, when you find guys like that, when you start looking at their draft choices, a Cam Chancellor, fifth round. Right. We can do this. You got to get the right guys, but it's not easy. And I just think when we start comparing, well, how do you build a team? It takes about three drafts to get there. But you've got to commit to it. I mean, we went tight end, and we can debate what we should or should not have done. I like, I love Kyle Pitts. It was a killer to have him lose half the season or more than that last year with the injury. I think Drake London showed you the signs. I think yeah, there were some drops there, but there were some really athletic plays, and Desmond Ritter connected with him. But. If we went with a guy like Peter Skoronsky, who we talked about the other day. Yes. He's the tackle. The, the lineman, right? He's the tackle out of Northwestern. There's a big article today. I read it in The Athletic, and it's a pretty good rake, uh, breakdown. His grandfather played tackle for Vince Lombardi, was mm. a captain of the Packers. And he was obviously really tight with his dad, Polish grandpa, growing up in the Chicago in the Midwest. Anyway, the guy's a stud. The only knock on him is he's got short arms. But the guy looks like a monster. But, of course, when we get down to breaking it down to the microscopic, like is Kyler Murray 5'10 or is he 5'9? In this case, the knock on the dude is he might be projected more as a guard. Well, we don't draft a guard with the eighth overall pick. That's too high. But Skaronsky's a name. I'm just giving you some names. The combine, will, the cream will rise to the top. But just some of the stuff Falcon fans keep seeing these same names in these mock drafts coming up week after week. 
404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You can find us on social media. Mike Bell, ATL. I mean, put them up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Uh, one of our listeners just said, you know what, with our Falcons history, if Carter came here, would it even work? Yes. Don't be yes. negative. Come on, guys. It's you, you build. That's a guy you build the whole thing around. And we just talked about it. You, Deron Payne. Likely going to be tagged, as we said, by the commanders. Hargrave's a guy who's the only reason we didn't throw Hargrave down over Deron Payne is just he's four years older. We just like the idea of Deron Payne if he didn't get tagged. But if you can't get it through free agency, Jalen Carter is a guy the whole defense is built around. As we said, it's the comps. He's some guys say more athletic than Indomitian Sue. Yeah. You know, without the headache, more, you know, more like a Warren Sapp, but even bigger. And you know, the athleticism speaks for itself. Dude can dunk a basketball and pick up a quarterback in an SEC title game. Here's my theory about. Javon Hargrave. It's not. It's not necessarily him. This is just generally speaking. If your team has money to spend, and they're going to spend a guy over a guy that's over thirty years old, you're a piece away. Think right. Buffalo Bills right. and Von Miller. Right. If you have money to spend, I want to get younger, and I want to build, and I want to create a window for ourselves. You don't go sign the thirty-year-old and the thirty-year-old and thirty-five-year-old. You go sign the twenty-five and the twenty-six-year-olds because you're going to get four years of their prime. It's just my theory. Right. I, I don't want to go sign guys like Hargrave. Now, if you told me there was nobody else and he was going to help us, great. But I don't think we're the Bills and we're one piece away and it's Von Miller and you're willing to risk that right. because you've got all these other things around him. That's not how we build. That's, that's like not Alex, how you do it. That's like Alex Mack for us in 16. Correct. That's what we needed. Correct. You know? But we're not there yet. The other thing is, and a lot again, guys, we got to wait the combine. That's when all, more more specifics things will show up, and then before that or after that, then you get the pro days where even more stock rises, falls. But what if everybody goes quarterback? Would you be interested in moving up for Will Anderson, who a year ago is considered the greatest player in football? No, he was. I, to be, believe it or not, Mike, right now, and I got to see what happens over these next two weeks at the combine. By moving up, I said move up to now. Seattle, would, if he goes to five, Seattle will take him. Yeah, but, but maybe potentially moving up a few spots to get him. But I'm more excited about the potential Carter move than I am yeah, that. Me too. I me just too. I, I, that's where I'm at right now because he I makes the linebackers behind him better. better. Yeah, I, that, that's where I'm at. We'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know what you're thinking. It's just not easy, but it's if you do it and you get the right guys, you turn into Seattle, and then that run from from drafting in 2010, 11, and 12 turned into a couple of Super Bowls, and they probably should have won. We know two, right? And and they're the best team in football over a five year period, hands down. Now the draft, we've always said about the Russell Wilson. Yeah, and it also helps if your quarterback is not making 20 million dollars a year. Now later, Sam Bradford was the last of the 50 million dollar men. Yep. But then you got Russell Wilson on a, a round three contract. We've got Desmond Ritter on a third round contract that does. Uh, certainly make things a little bit easier. And I know that not everybody is sold on Ritter, and there's still a lot of infatuation with Lamar Jackson, which brings us up to something I talked about with you earlier today. Lamar Jackson, there's an article in ESPN. It was on ESPN.com's front page this morning, and they basically did the timeline of the negotiations. And in a nutshell, I'll save you all of the nonsense, he is obsessed, or at least his camp, a big turn point, a focal point of it is the guaranteed money Deshaun Watson got. Apparently, the Ravens offered him five years, $250 million, and the guaranteed money was larger than what Russell Wilson has and larger than what Kyler Murray signed for, but not as big as Deshaun Watson. Sure. And as much as I'd love him, I wanted him three years ago, I'm still skittish on the injuries. And then there's the article. They kind of said there were still a lot of people, more than just Sammy Watkins, that were surprised he didn't play in the playoff game. Mm. And I don't know I, I'm, if you're saying that you're going to negotiate with you're kind of it's one thing if you're going to sit out in August once you can go 
and you're not playing and letting – that's when you're really letting your teammates down, trying to make a run. Not, look, you know me, I'm a Lamar Jackson fan, but there's a lot of gray area there about what exactly was going down. If he was in his bag that much and people in the building insinuating that they thought he was going to play. Here's how I would look at it, Mike, and I'm not saying it's right, but you've had your employer two years to pay me. Two years. You could have taken care of this. We couldn't come to an agreement after two years, and now you want me to put my body on the line, and if I get hurt in this playoff game, it hampers my ability to make the money I deserve that you haven't been willing to pay me for two years. I'm not saying it's right, but if you were to tell me if Lamar Jackson said that and if that's the reason why he didn't play or was decided not to play, I totally understand it. I don't like it because that's not what I come from, but I, I totally understand it, and that is part of this. He has to protect his own interest. And whether you say, well, he's letting his teammates down, his teammates aren't looking at 230 or $50 million either. When he tweeted out that he wasn't playing, so a lot of people were sort of really uh, surprised. You can read it in ESPN and give it the full breakdown. Again, if he was healthy, Carl, if he's playing games, his record at 1-3 in the playoffs is the same where Matt was by 2012. I just oh, – I, I, I'm worried about him staying healthy. And then you throw the money. That takes away, guys, all the things we just tried to talk about with our cap. Coming up, Hawks. Someone quoted today and they said, you guys, you're acting like this is a, you know, drama in high school. It kind of is. It's Dukes and Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Long Arm Story of the Day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. It's all about accountability. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, let's kind of lay out where we are right now before we let you hear. Where the, it's at. The guys that uh, were willing to speak to the media. Those guys were John Collins, DeJounte Murray, and Clint Capella. 
Um, we didn't hear from Trey today, and again, I do want to be fair because Trey was excused from practice for personal reasons, um, so he would not speak to the media today. You're going to say, well, what's the big deal? The big deal is Nate got fired this week, and the star has not spoken. The team and the direction of what this team and what he wants and what he hopes for and how do we move forward and how badly does he want to win? I mean, all the things that you're wondering about with a team that's under 500, we've not heard from the star. So, Mike, as one, uh, one of our listeners said, you guys are acting like this is a high school, you know, high school drama. It, it kind of is. Think about this. They fired the general manager, the architect of what was supposed to be, you know, building this thing. No matter what you think about that, the timing was interesting. But really, he's not fired because he's still a part of the organization. So then you go and you, well, who's in charge? Because you've let him go, and that is former GM Travis Schlink. And then we have this big whoop de doo about who's calling the shots. Is it the GM? Is it Landry Fields? Is it other people in the room? Oh, it's other people in the room. Well, who else is in the room? Oh, the son's in the room. Yeah, Nick Ressler, yeah. So then you go from that to firing a coach this week. After a long all-star break where the team looked like crap heading into the break, the last two games. And now you have a situation where everyone on the club, at least the leaders on this team, have spoken except for the star. You guys tell me if that's not drama. You guys tell me right now what the perception is of the Atlanta Hawks around the country when you say, what's going on down there? I thought this team had it together a couple of years ago. Isn't this the same team that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, I mean, we talk about leadership. And I know you guys, some of you guys snicker at that and you say that leadership is not part. When you sign a contract for $5 million, $215 million, five years, you say, ah, leadership, that's not part of the job description. Your job is to put the basket in the hoop and uh, the coach, he provides the leadership. And then you hear things that players said about Jalen Hurts at the Super Bowl and leadership and what the Chiefs all say about Patrick Mahomes. That's because those guys are the stars. The star point guard, the NBA All-Star, well, not this year, is Trey Young, but he was the guy whose stock rose, who became a national figure by what he pulled against the, the Knicks and then subsequently against the Sixers and almost against the Bucks, which raised the bar. And then he got the deal. And then all of a sudden now he's kind of aloof. It's almost like he's passive-aggressive when he does speak to the media, if at all. And then you get Carl just laid it out. Coach gets fired. And I've got radio silence for 48 hours from a star player. The only thing I got from the star player was him wearing a Steve Nash jersey at sunset on social media. Golden but, hour. But if you don't believe us about – that is important when you take your photos. No, it but is. But if you don't believe us about responsibility, give me the uh, soundbite from DeJounte Murray and listen closely because – when the coach gets fired, I think the player who's been there five years and is the star would be there to talk to the media. Trey wasn't, so John Collins and DeJounte Murray, amongst others, were there. Take a listen to DJ. I could look in the mirror and I could be a part of that. You know, I'm somebody who holds myself accountable. Uh, I use the accountability word, you know, on the court, off the court. Uh, and like I said, uh, it's not just one guy to blame. So, you know, I hope people that's making all these reports, uh, even you guys, if you put out reports to just know, like, it ain't on Nate McMillan. You know, it's we all got to look in the mirror and take responsibility and part of this, and we all got to be better. We all got to look in the mirror and take responsibility. So there's a guy that I have been on a lot, and that is DeAndre Hunter. But DeAndre Hunter, even DeAndre Hunter is saying there's only so much the coach can do, man. I mean, really, it's about the guys in the locker room. I told you guys a few weeks ago, I said, I do not believe changing coaches changes things unless you guys buy in. Listen to DeAndre Hunter, Mike, and what he said about it being on them. I think it starts with us. I think, you know, coaching can only do so much. They can, you know, 
tell us what to do. They can put the plan into, uh, you know, give us the plan, but you know, we have to put it into motion to actually work. So uh, I think a lot is, of it is on us. Uh, and, you know, as a team, we have to take that accountability, and, you know, get it right with ourselves before we can, you know, start pointing fingers at coaching or, you know, anywhere else. And he doesn't say a whole lot. DeAndre Hunter hardly talks. And he's saying, um, we have to look in the mirror. It's on us. Us, the team. Accountability. Yeah. Take responsibility. That's DJ. So, and again, I can hear guys in their cars right now. The big, like, we, we, first, like, we were Trey fans. I got the guy's freaking, I got two of his freaking jerseys. We just want this dude to be the, to be the leader. Leadership. The coach got fired. Hey, I want to hear what you think, Trey. Trey, did you think Nate's offense was whack? Yeah, it was a whack. Didn't make a lot of sense. Kind of an old school offense, and I think we could be doing something differently. Okay. Then at least I know where this is going as opposed to Trey's dad blocking people on Twitter and we got to get hearsay and rumors and try to figure out what's going down. I mean, the Sham Sharania stuff. Nate's thinking about quitting. Well, Nate got fired. He never got to the end of the season. The disconnect about Trey missing that game. You know, and what was that all about? I mean, guys, this isn't really something that's never happened before. I think some people treating this like in a vacuum, like Trey's the only report, the only pl- person who's leading a basketball team, Carl, who people are saying, well, well why, what is he supposed to do? He's supposed to lead everything we're talking about, everything the players are talking about. This is not rocket science, and you guys make it sound like we're crucifying Trey Young. We're not. We're asking the guy who is the star of the team, the leader of the team, to do that lead. He doesn't want to do it. Not right now. I want He's you, nowhere to be seen. I want you to hear John Collins talking about guys growing up. I thought this was probably the most insightful thing he said <laughs> yesterday in regards to this team outside of talking about what he wants in a new coach and why Nate's not here anymore. But this is something that JC said in regards to guys growing up. Being held accountable, right? And uh, being held, held accountable in all aspects, whether it's from you know, the organization to the players to uh, training staff, whoever, weight room. You know what I mean? I feel like that's where you start is holding people accountable to not only their job, but their expectations as um, men on this team. You know what I mean? You know, it's, it's the NBA. We're not in college anymore. We're not in high school. You know, we're expected to come in here and be men and um, try to win basketball games. So, you know, I, I try to do what I can, but it takes a village. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It's not one guy. If that last part is not telling, I don't know what you're waiting on. I do what I can. We're expected to come in here and be men, and it takes a village. I need everybody. Doesn't matter what I can do alone. I need everybody. I need my stars, our guys around me to do their part. I mean, there's Carl. There's, there's what 12, 15 guys in a basketball team, depending yep. on how many you carry. Five guys on the floor at one time. Let's say you go eight deep. It's not that hard to figure out. So if you guys think we're manufacturing this narrative, we're not. Guys around the league know this. That's why Trey's not an all-star because his peers don't respect him, despite everything he's accomplished. You're about to get blocked. Well, guess what? The truth hurts. <laughs> And again, for guys who missed it earlier, get we have extended an invitation to the Hawks PR department, which we're partners with, and Trey, and if Trey's listening, so be it. We'd love to have Trey on the show so we can clear up whatever we've got wrong about all this. What did we get wrong? Nothing. But if he feels that there is something, we, I'm always open. Look, the only thing I got from Trey is him wearing a Nash jersey, which is, again, and the guy's going, what's the big deal? Nothing. It's just everything's so cryptic these days. People take the, Some guys will take it and run with it into, he wants Steve Nash. Well, we may be getting Quinn Snyder. So Quinn Snyder might be up for a big disappointment if Trey's not happy with that move. Well, and let's talk about that. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, the other part of this, and we're going to talk about uh, what's going on in spring training here in less than 10 minutes and why we might have the best tandem in the league. But 
the, the Quinn Snyder thing, you know, listen, I don't know where these negotiations are. They could be further along because they've already knew that this was going to happen. They could be a lot further along in, the, in, in these conversations with some of these guys that are being mentioned. But, you know, the, the idea is that Quinn Snyder is just basically, Mike, he's sitting out. He's not a, on a staff. He's, you don't have to go, you know, pluck him from somewhere. If he wants to coach, and obviously he does because they're saying they're talking with him, then you can just go hire him and bring him in. Now, do you allow him to finish out the last 20-some-odd games of the season? I wouldn't mind that if you wanted to do it, but it would be unprecedented from the standpoint. Usually when you hire a guy, it's going to happen after the season or even if you knew you wanted to hire him, mm. and Mikey's going to come in in the offseason and start to build what he would like to try to do with the culture. With his own staff, too. With his own staff. But I will say this. I don't think Quinn Schneider or anybody else is coming in here without a little bit of power with player personnel. And I think if you gave him the vice president of personnel or whatever the title you want to be, I think that is going to be something that is going to be talked about. And I would not be surprised, Mike, if it's Schneider or Ime Udoka. Pick your guy. They need to come in and say, okay, look, however this thing is working, I need to have the ability to have a say in that. And I don't think anybody that they're trying to hire, the names they're hiring, are going to come in here and just be a coach. Yeah, and I don't know where the relationship with uh, Quinn Snyder extends from. He was, as you mentioned, was here with Bud. Uh, he was, of course, played for Duke with Shashevsky, coached at Mizzou, had some personal issues, got those straightened out, did a hell of a job in Utah. Of course, we don't have Rudy Gobert, so I don't know how our offense is going to look without a guy like that. But Quinn Snyder's not the worst hire. And because, technically, as you said, he's out there on the sideline, it would be unprecedented, though, with 22 games left in the season for a guy to flip an entire coaching staff and come in. And I don't think you want to come in to you said, mm. as you said, with guys that are kind of Nate's guys. So... I, you, yes, you'd wish we had done this in January or December, as I've been screaming for it on the radio, but they decided to do it now. And so now the first name is the good news. If you like Quinn, Carl, you've got a leg up on the competition. Yeah. they Listen, they got their choice. I mean, we're the only ones dealing with this kind of thing, yet we're not a contender. Or at least not yet. Maybe we turn into one over the last 23 games. And by the way, for Show guys, me. And for guys, just to double down on the trade thing, if you think this is heat, this is Carl and I just talking about basic responsibility, which apparently has not been taught to a number of our listeners. You feel if a coach gets fired in Boston or Philly and the star player is incommunicado for two days, Dan Shaughnessy would be sharper than the knives, right? Whatever that paper he works for in Boston. These guys would be, you would know what real heat is. This isn't heat. We just want our best player to maximize the talent, lead the team, and now that we're going to have a new vision, hopefully with more cohesion on the offense, if he's willing to. Coming up, we're going to talk about how good he could be and the tandem may be the best in the league. We'll explain next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Possibility. With 
your 2021 World Series champion, Atlanta Braves. On Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Oh, let's talk about the Braves. You know, Sean Murphy, you may not know him quite yet, but you will. And the trade to get Sean Murphy may be Alex Anthopoulos' uh, one of his big trades as we move through the season. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike, one of MLB's new rules is a limit on pitcher pickoff throws to first base. Now, why is this important and what's it going to mean for why our guys? Why is this important and what does this mean for our guys? Because, Mike, it makes the catcher with a strong and accurate arm like Sean Murphy even more valuable. I think we could have the best tandem of catchers in the league. We call him Lil D, Travis Darno, and obviously now Sean Murphy. Murphy, guys, again, you know, if you're not one of these baseball peers, you're probably not paying attention because he played for the A's. But if you talk to guys that are in the scouting departments of of Major League Baseball, like I have, this guy rates as one of the top catchers in the league. He wasn't getting that exposure. He's an all-star there with the A's, but the A's are not a good team. So you don't look at it in the same way that you might if he was coming from a winning organization. The point is, Mike, we're going to be better defensively because he does have a strong arm, an accurate arm, and now the limit on pitchers' pickoff throws at first base, he's going to keep guys – Put in, in, in right. check. You're, you're not going to try to run on a guy like that, especially when you get those limited pickoff moves. So I think it's probably going to be a good thing for the Braves. Yeah, and I know that uh, we're going to all get used to these new rules. And you could argue that at this stage of his career, Travis uh, Darno is not really going to throw out much of anybody. But when he's going to be DHing, and Ozuna will work for his spots, but I would imagine you'll see a lot more of Travis doing the DH thing. But yeah, this guy is. That's why the JT Real Muto comps are always out there, and where he was earlier in his career, to where Real Muto when he was a Marlin before he signed that big deal in Philly. But yeah, that's a big part of it. The bigger bases, a lot of teams are going to run. I think we're going to run. I hope we're going to run more than anybody. I love stolen bases was a big part of watching baseball when I was a kid. Remember Lou Brock? Action man. Yeah. Remember Ricky Henderson? I am now the greatest of all time. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, it, it just it jazzes things up. We just got so into the give me the walk and give me the home run. And the analytics part of it, because as we said a few weeks ago, stolen bases are kind of counterintuitive to where analytics are, aren't they? They are. Pitchers are now restricted to just two disengagements. That's what they they call them, okay? So that's a pickoff throw, a fake pickoff, step off the rubber. Which, by the way, the fake pickoff never worked. I know, but you get two of those in an at-bat, Mike. Not not the entire time you're out there, but every at-bat. And now, you know, Sean Murphy was talking about, listen – um, is this going to make sure that, you know, runners are going to try to do more, a little bit more, because they get these limited moves? I think they are. Um, the other thing about the Braves, and this is kind of funny, what if I told you the Braves had the best offense in the National League, maybe in, in Major League Baseball? And I'm talking about just from an offensive run-scored mm-hmm. perspective. I know we lost Dansby. The Freddie thing now is two years removed. Right. You just, okay, that is what it is. But you talk about my, uh, Matt Olson, Michael Harris, Vaughn Grissom, Sean Murphy added to this lineup. Darno can rake. Albies, Acuna healthy. I'm just saying, we have one of the best lineups, and we don't even know what it's going to look like on a day-in and day-out basis. Mm-hmm. Add the DH in there. Hell, Mike, if Ozuna gives us anything, Rosario gives us anything, and we know he'll be better than he was last year, you're, you're looking at a team that could lead the majors in run scored, Mike. I know the Astros are good. I get it. I know the Mets are but when you look at our lineup, I'm telling you, this lineup is going to rake and they're going to produce a lot of runs. But I was a little, not I don't know, confused, but I raised my eyebrows when we had Alex Anthopoulos on about two weeks ago. And I asked him about what their expectations are for Vaughn Grissom. And it's kind of like just don't stink, which I was kind of expecting to see. You know, like no one's going to come in and do what Dansby did 25 home runs, nearly, I think it was 96 RBIs and 277 last year. 
but you're still, you said it, you got to replace that production. And that's not a given. That's not a walk in the park. Arcia showed a great start early, mm-hmm. and then he kind of tailed off. And then uh, Vaughn Grissom came in at second base at the time because Ozzie was out. And that's another thing. Maybe Ozzie can be the guy that saves the day. You know, that's a guy we kind of forget about. You know, Ozzie Albee's getting back to pre-Ozzie being banged up Ozzie. Acuna, I think, is going to be on a tear. He looked fantastic in Venezuela. Just again, is this the year where he puts it all together and there's no two or three weeks on the injured list and he can be the real MVP like he was, what, four seasons ago? But I'm still worried about that short still because that's still a lot of production you got to replace. Yeah, I, I think if you think about it from the standpoint of maybe it's not one guy, it's it's three guys over the course of 162. Let's just hypothetically it's a platoon. say. Yeah. yeah. And if you're telling me that at the end of that that 162, we have the numbers that Dansby gave us, just like Freddie. Matt Olson's not Freddie, but Matt Olson produced. He was really good. And now I think the pressure's off, Mike, when you talk about the comparisons. He's been here. He knows what this is. He played a really good first base, and he hit, hit for us. But I'm just telling you, when you talk about lineups right now, what we know, and this thing will shake out here over spring training, but – Astros are going to be there. The Mets are going to be there. The Dodgers are going to be there. We are also going to be there. This is a team that should score a lot of runs. Yeah, he was on base over 200 and, wow, 220 times on base between hits and walks. And the average was basically just par for the course of what he has done. He was just, just ten, what, 10 points under. He did have that September slowdown, which was unfortunate. Remember, Adelson kind of hit the skids? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, conversely, that's when Ozuna really got on a bit of a tear. Took off. And you st- so, oh, even with Matt Olson kind of really struggling, you still found a way to edge out the Mets. We're talking about our catcher situation. I think it's going to be a big plus for us. They will split time, by the way, Darno. Uh, how much time? We don't know. I mean, listen, you're trying to make sure that you're getting the best from each one of these guys. But to have a veteran like Travis and then also a first-time All-Star, you know, and then you talk about what Murphy is. Murphy, a gold lover, and again, considered one of the best all-around catchers in baseball. We're going to be really good defensively behind the dish, and that is something that holds guys on base. Yeah, can't wait to see what this new stolen base Again, the new approach with baseball. The pitch count, you and I have been begging for this. Now, again, it's going to be – they call it the pitch count, but it's also hit or get your butt in the box, too. It's not – you're kind of focused on the pitching aspect of it. Although, once what, there's guys on base, it's now 20 seconds, right, between pitches. Yes, it is, yeah. Um, and most guys – well, it's 15. I think most guys average about 20 to 23 or whatever seconds to deliver a pitch, depending on, Mike, if there's a guy on base. With guys on base, it gets longer because right. now you're trying to keep – that's why they this disengagement thing, they're trying to shut that down – and say, hey, you can't step off the mound six times or throw to first base seven times to try to keep a guy on. That's just delaying the game. Let's try to keep it moving. What do you guys think? Do you like Sean Murphy? You like the idea of Darno and those guys platooning and obviously splitting time? Mike's right, though. The Von Grissom thing, he just does not step in and immediately is Dansby. Well, I mean, I, I thought he could step in and do exactly what he did. I mean, it was, remember that magical weekend in Fenway when he goes yard, the grand slam? But Anthopoulos kind of, not that he was throwing a you know, wet towel on it, but he was kind of saying temper your expectations. For, that's what I read into it about Vaughn Grissom. Yeah, I, I don't think, I told you guys, I, one day we were in here talking with Andy Rand, and I said, I don't believe they expect him to be the starter right now. What they do expect him to do is contribute. Mike, how many at-bats does he get? I don't know. I mean, they're going to figure that out. Is he, is he your everyday starter? No. Because Arcia is young enough, and, and if he's raking, Mike, I, he may even be a better player right now. But the upside of Vaughn Grissom, down the road as he continues to develop, I just don't think that they feel like he's there, and that's why they're not putting that pressure on him. Hey, one uh, sidebar cool story that was written uh, this week by Mark Bowman, who covers the Braves for MLB.com. Uh, it's about Austin Riley, who obviously signed that $212 million deal last year, and telling his dad, who's basically like our dad, 
to stop working so hard. He's got three oh. jobs back in a small town in Mississippi. He works at a FedEx uh, distribution center. He's got his own lawn service, and he also gives heading lessons. So, and Austin's like, you know, Dad, I kind of got this covered. You really don't have to work anymore. But his old man said, all right, I'll, I'll stop doing one of, the, one of the three. How about that? It's hard, man. These guys, if you've made your way all your life, and that's who you are, Mike. I, right. It, didn't, it wouldn't have mattered if I was, you know, mega rich. My dad probably wouldn't have stopped working. Uh, I, I, it's just who those guys are. It's, but you know what? That's pretty cool now that Austin Riley wants to probably say, hey, I got you. Yeah, we, we got this covered. <laughs> you know, I got, you know, we got enough. But that's, I mean, that's a, but that's a great feeling to be able to tell your old man. My dad, when, even when he, when he left the police and he had an insurance business, he ran a, a, new, a newspaper distribution route for like okay. the, all the morning papers. So he had like 20 guys working for him. So my old man would get up at 3.30 in the morning, yeah. you know, and do that and then go in the office. You know, which is probably why he was you know, checked out early. But there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of folks have to do more than one thing these days. But here's Austin Riley telling Dad, take a day off. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. More on the Braves as we move along. They will have their first spring game on Saturday, guys. As group, Grapefruit League play starts down there in Florida, and you know, again, it's it's about working on things. Please do not take anything too serious that you might see. Even if a guy hits three home runs. A lot of this is just trying to get your ABs in at bats and get your pitches in and make sure, Mike, that you're ready for the start of the season. The guy that we don't know, and we talked about it yesterday, that we don't know if he'll be absolutely ready is, is Michael Soroka. We don't know if that's going to be the situation. Yeah, and they did so. Uh, I saw Graham McCauley post some photos of Kyle Wright throwing, you know, again, on flat earth. Yeah. <laughs> throwing on the mound right now, but getting back in the swing of things because it sounded like for a minute there he wasn't going to throw it all in spring training. All right, guys, we got plenty more to dive into, including he is out. I'm wondering what he saw in the dark. We're going to talk about it coming up. There's some other football news that we got to talk about, but the big one is now that he's out of the dark retreat, does he have a decision? Like, this shouldn't take six more weeks, should it? I mean, he went in there to help clear his mind. Step into the light, A.A. Ron. We're going to talk about it coming up on Dukes and Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.